All right, guys. We got three battle toads. The character designs are awesome. Yeah. Game is coming together. Mm-hmm. We just need to figure out their names. Hmm. I've got I've got some names that I'd like to suggest. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, go, go ahead, please. I think we should name the, them Rash, Zitz, and Pimple. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's kind of gross. Uh, you know, they don't no. know people want to think about skin conditions associated with their okay. favorite character. But you know, it's it's a first pitch. It's fine as a first pitch. I think that's that's a great baseline. Let's try to beat it. How about? Shit hair. Um, eye juice. And uh, penis booger. That's I, what I you mean, call that, right? The boogers that come out of your penis? <laughs> what do you guys... It's not like a special name for that. It's just like... It's like sleepy seeds, but out of your penis, right? I mean, I think you ha- you don't understand male anatomy maybe but that's that's a side point i say that those are both those are all i I think even more disgusting than rash pimple and zits we can't we certainly can't say shit in a children's game (laughs) all right what about blood craps blood craps like like they're all Uh, named blood craps what (laughs) yeah blood craps blood craps blood and clot shits uh, again, we can't. I think that's too disgusting. And also, two two of the characters have the same name, which isn't going to work. <laughs> rash sits and pimple. Then, yeah, I guess. I mean, you are the only one pitching. <laughs> the rest of you are useless. It's rash pimple and zits because no one else is helping. We're shipping a game with characters named Rash Pimple and Zits. I hope you're all happy. Booger tooth. <laughs> we crash into barricades and crash into barricades in notoriously difficult barricade crashing simulator Battletoads this week on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Hey, Edge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this week's game is... <laughs> a much discussed uh, video game. It, it's it, you know a lot of the NES games uh, among the NES games among the eight bit games. This is one of the ones with a long tail where I feel like people still talk about it because of its legendary difficulty. And it's back in the zeitgeist because they did a they remade it. They came up with a new they came up with a new one for Xbox One and PC, um, which we'll maybe touch on. But it's like uh, it is interesting to revisit this game. Yeah. No. I so. My experience with this. Wait a minute. Are we launching right in? Don't we got to talk about something nice? Yeah, we do. But I just wanted to get. I just want to touch on it real quick. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, before we do, 
descendant in gaming hell, we like to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven talking about something nice, right? Yeah, I was going to do that, but I just thought I'd mention the game first. I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this you, will be fun to talk about. No, you, you walked in the house and you dropped trow and you started shitting on your way to the bathroom. Like, that's... <laughs> Matt, count us off. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, do you guys have anything to talk about? I could talk about something. Oh, wait, wait, hold on a second. You're killing time with the, asking if, if anyone's ready to go? Does Ted Lasso count as a video game? Can I talk about that? Uh, you can. I do have a video game, but go for it. Go. No, you go for it. Uh, I was going to just say that there was a speed run of Baba is You uh, at, at GDQ uh, that we touched on a little bit last week. And so I said, it got me curious. I started playing Baba Is You. This was a game that came out in 2019, uh, developed by uh, Avri Tikari, I believe is his name. And it's a, it's like all, it's all like a top-down, basically a, a logic puzzle game where you use. Do you guys played it? Mm-mm. No. So it's basically like you you construct. We talked we talked about it on the podcast before, but I hadn't played it previously. Yeah, we talked um, about it with Shirako Dunlap. That's right. Shirako Dunlap brought it back. Uh, brought it up and uh, and. I, it's got like so it's basically like you'll construct sentences three word phrases uh for the most part they can be longer um that dictate the logic of a scene and it's just such a fucking staggeringly genius design like i'm playing it and it's just like you know it like a, a very simple solution will be uh you'll just change um you know wall is stop to you know just remove the stop so now you can walk through a wall like that's like a very basic like like your tutorial level version of of what this mechanic is but then as it progresses like you'll change like because baba is you is is you know what the dictates what who the player character is. sometimes change that it's it's rad uh but um uh, all, but a very difficult game in the same way that this week's game is extremely difficult wait can i just can i just say that ted lasso is an excellent show and everybody should watch it because it's really it made my it makes my day that's it yeah sure why not Oh, wow. that's 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 it. Um, and uh, hey, and uh, our guest is involved in some terrific shows. He's <laughs> a writer and comedian who created the narrative comedy sci-fi podcast Bubble and hosts the hilarious podcast Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Morris is back. Hi, Jordan. Hey, I'm, I know you guys are doing like um, catchphrases lately. You're, you're like trying to figure out catchphrases. Can I can I try one out? Yes, yeah. please. Okay, this is my catchphrase. Uh, fuck this game and fuck all of you. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, thanks. Put that on a green. That's what I like about yeah, it. Yeah, put that on a Teespring shirt, you piece of shit. <laughs> I want to I say something, which is when Nick pitched, oh, we should have Jordan back. I think it was Nick. Maybe it was Abadaka. I don't know. I'm afraid of people, so I never suggest anybody. Um, <laughs> the uh, The first thing I thought was, "Oh, I only wanted to have Jordan on for Sonic games," but now I think the the game, the gimmick is that we only have you on for the most miserable experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing this, playing this unplayable horny frog game made me wish we were playing an unplayable horny hedgehog game. <laughs> horny. Horny? Really? Because I, yeah, of the, I horny. The tits? Because of the tits on the alien lady? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the dark the, queen. The, the, the tits on the dark queen. Uh, by the way, are those the most prominent tits on the NES? Are there any <laughs> more noteworthy <laughs> NES tits in the history of the console? I um, can't think of any. Yeah, and she has a she has a, a Ratman friend um, who, when I saw, um, my first reaction was "Daddy Thick." <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, 
So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, according to anybody with a pulse, I guess I should say. <laughs> Jordan, I know you're you are someone who likes uh, yourself a challenging game. You'll play a From Software game. Yeah, I am. I and this, definitely those are those have been some like quarantine games that I've been getting into. I, I played Dark Souls one and two, which is the are the two From Soft games I had not played yet, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, good I think man, those, good man. Thank you, thank you. I'm a real gamer. I'm a real <laughs> gamer. Uh, not out. Uh, so yeah, I. Um, so yeah, I do. I, I, I. Here's the thing, though. I mean, I feel like I, 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 with those games, when you progress, it's it's because you've gotten good at something. Right. And the I feel like the only thing in Battletoads, the only way to progress is to memorize it. It's just a memorizing yes. game. And it's not like you, you can't get good at Battletoads. You can only memorize Battletoads. Yeah, I mean, it's because uh, a lot of the challenge comes from the racing levels and the platforming levels. It's not like the the, the actual beat-em-up combat is the... Not, not that that's, that's not difficult, but it's not like that's the thrust of the, the challenge or certainly what stands out in people's minds and, 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 and my playthrough experience. Um, but it is, it, it's, I don't know, because there's something to that kind of like muscle memory game too. Like that's its own thing. That's its own kind of challenge. But just, just here, it's just you have to get enough reps to be able to achieve it. It's like, I, like, I don't know how much, yeah, go on, Heather. I, I was going to say that I... So my experience with Battletoads two, is twofold. One is, uh, as you guys saw this week, I've been clearing out some boxes from storage, and I found my copy from back in the day. Wow. That's right. uh, which uh, I played post the release of Super Nintendo, I think. Uh, like it, it, was a, it was like a retro game that I, that I played. Um, I played it at my cousin's house growing up. And I remembered it as a beat 'em up, but now I know that's because we never got past the third level. Yeah, like ev- that right. that that beat 'em up combat that you think of when you think of the game is it's it it's it's not what the game is made up of. It's, it's hard driving mm-hmm. levels. It's unfun platforming. Um, yeah, I feel like that beat 'em up stuff. The the first level gives you a really like skewed view of what the game is yes. going to be. Yeah. yeah, it makes you it's think you're minimal. playing Double Dragon, and it, right. it, and there actually and there actually was a Battletoads Double Dragon crossover eventually. But yeah, yeah, it is that is not the the bulk of the gameplay, although there is a good amount to it. It's not, but but there's so little of it. There's so little of it yeah. that I was a little bit shocked. Like yes, I I I, I really was like they, I, I was hungry to fight more because most of the game is like fucking jumping around on snakes. Or like right. avoiding electric walls. There's no, it's, I, for, I also want, I want to say I had a great fucking time playing this game. <laughs> we, we have a, we have a lot to, we can talk about with Battle to that. I do want to, before we, we, we jump all the way into it, I do want to talk about how this was developed by Rare, uh, which, you know, is a, a developer of, uh, with a, the huge, uh, uh, catalog of games they've been responsible for over the decades uh mm-hmm. do, do does anyone have any favorite rare games any games that stand out to them mm. uh mm. i was a big fan of the donkey kong country series Hell yeah. and uh yeah and, and again a game that has a lot of like good challenge it's you know it, it, yes it, if you get good at that game you can progress um yeah love the donkey kong country games yeah, those are those are really cool i i really was a uh you know moving beyond the super nintendo era 
Um, Banjo, the Banjo Kazooie franchise, I thought is is was really great. Particularly the N sixty four entries, or just I, I mean, I'd love that for there to be like another Nets and Bolts was kind of its own thing, I know, but I'd love for there to be another just like just like straight ahead Banjo Kazooie, uh, for you know, uh, modern generations. I think that would be Brad, but I mean, they, but it's it's also like looking at the the timeline because this was such a late period NES game. Um, came out in 1991, Battletoads. It's like kind of crazy that like within that decade, they went from Battletoads to Donkey Kong Country to Banjo-Kazooie, which was released in 1998. Like seven years separates that level of uh, you know, technological improvement in, in consoles. It's, it's kind of staggering compared to what we, what we see today with just things kind of being stagnant. I think my two faves from Rare are going to be GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. Mm. I think that those two games... yeah. If I think of the logo, the first thing I think of is the Killer Instinct logo coming up on oh, on the arcade. Instinct. Yeah, Killer oh, Instinct. Like, yeah, jeez. I like forgot. That, the, when you saw Killer Instinct in an arcade, you were like, "Holy shit, what is this?" Because it looked so different from all the rest of the arcade games. But who the is Fulgore? That, <laughs> yeah, who who are these? People? Who's this Fulgore? I have to find out more about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that was my, that's my first imprint. My, my foundational relationship with the rare logo is Killer Instinct, but my favorite and most mis- nostalgic associations have to be GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. And the Perfect Dark logo, I think the rare logo transformed into something else. Um, I don't remember. It's a little. It's been a while, guys. It's been a they while. messed but with the logo. <laughs> yeah, the Donkey Kong would peek out from behind it sometimes, or or what have suck you. Suck his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Killer Instinct, there was a, I may have said this on the show before, but there was someone who to, uh, like it, there was a kid who told me that there was a finishing move that Orchid could do in Killer Instinct, uh, the uh, uh, female character, where she would take off all her clothes. But I mean, she she's a she has a finishing move where she flashes. She kind of oh, turns that away from the camera. Yeah, and she flashes. It's it's, it's totally real. Um, this kid was not full yeah. of shit. No, I'm saying <laughs> his uh, Nick, his uncle worked at Nintendo. He's the one guy who said that who was actually telling the truth. Um, yeah, I got some uh, gifts of it. I'll send to you. Nick beat that guy, that kid to death. Like, yeah. like when he heard about this fake fatality, he uh, he he ruined that that kid's life by ending it. Um, and now you got to visit that grave. You yeah. got to put it on a couple of orchids. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Come oh, on. Hey. Or you need to flash your dick <laughs> at the grave <laughs> like he would have wanted. I had like 25 years to Google that. I should have just looked it up on my own at some point. <laughs> I just believed he was full of shit because kids just lie about things like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this week's game is Battletoads. Do you want to uh, take the reins, Heather? Well, Battletoads is a beat 'em up video game developed by Rare. Uh, it was now. Here's something I didn't know. It inspired five games, five other Battletoad games uh, for the Mega Drive slash Genesis, Game Gear, Game Boy. Uh, it had a crossover with Double Dragon. There was a recently released Microsoft slash computer game. Uh, what am I? What computer game? What the <laughs> fuck? Did I just have like a... That's, like a, that's had, what your, my mom says when she got my Christmas list as a kid. <laughs> do, you want, so do you want a new computer game? <laughs> How many Nintendos do you want? <laughs> 
So the game was a response to the popularity of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, also was developed briefly into a cartoon show, which did not get picked up. Um, But uh, it features three Battletoads, Rash, Zitz, and Pimple. When Pimple and Princess Angelica are kidnapped by uh, the Dark Queen, Rash and Zitz have to team up or play solo and uh, rescue them from a nightmare of difficult uh, platforming segments and racing. Uh, came right? out. In, yes, that's that. That's a that's an app description. I was just going to add this came out in 1991. Other games of 1991. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Street Fighter Two, The World Warrior and the original 2D Duke Nukem. Uh, for some for some historical context, uh, I, I will say Rash, Pimple and Zitz. Here's the first thing that that I find misleading uh, it, it, with this game. You know, I always I always said that you guys are the Rash, Zitz and Pimple of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I say that a lot. I say that to anyone I anyone I can. <laughs> I mean, the names are the names are revolting. That's yes, one thing. You're basing them off of dermatological con, uh, ailments. I, I, I guess but, if I had to choose one of those names, I would choose Rash. Oh, I want right? to be Rash. Yeah, too late. Rash is the best one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nick, you can be eczema. <laughs> <laughs> but but the first thing is like, so this is a Ninja Turtles, you know, obviously a Ninja Turtles ripoff. And you have these three characters. And for me, I'm just like, oh, you get to pick it, one of the characters. But no, you don't. You're if you're player one, you're rash. Pimple is completely out of the picture because he's been kidnapped. So he's the he's who you're trying to rescue. And then Zitz. Uh, who is described as the leader is the player two character. <laughs> so it's like you don't it, like you don't get to play the different. Ba- you know they don't have different abilities. You don't get to 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 toggle between them or anything. Um, you just are rash if you're player one. Yeah, Did even it- the NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that we've covered here before gave a different weapon to each of the turtles, even yes. though they were sprite. The sprites were identical. It would still be slightly different. Whereas with Battletoads, if those two toads are on the screen, I, I can't tell which toad's a toad and which well, they toad's do, the other toad. Yeah, they I mean they do have slightly different palettes, but it's like uh, you know, they, they don't play any differently. And you can't, it, yeah, you, there's there's it, that was like the fun of the Ninja Turtles NES game, although although that game stinks. It's still it's still like that's a cool gimmick that you can hot swap between the characters uh mm-hmm. as you play. And and here it's just like for a game that's presented as a team, it's just like well, that's not really how this uh, how this pays off in practice. Uh, so you and do you guys know the lore of how the Battletoads came to be? Did you read this at all? I, I did mean, not read the lore. So there's this there's the story in the any there's a story in the manual which is uh, basically how they're summarized, and that's also in the uh, prologue of the game uh, the the game cinematic. But apparently this is the this is how the Battletoads came to be. They were originally humans programming the Battletoads video game. They entered VR to playtest it, and then an evil programmer, their boss, trapped them inside VR and transported them to another planet so they would remain Battletoads forever. Hmm. What Hmm. the fuck is that? Very very complicated. Yeah, that's a that's a layer we don't need. So you're playing the people who designed the game who are trapped in the game. It sounds yes. like it sounds like maybe the boss of actual rare played the game and was like, this is so fucking difficult. What did you guys do? 
And they were like, what? It's fun. It's fun. And he was like, can you imagine being trapped in this game? Mm. And they were like, <laughs> now <"What?"> we can. <laughs> uh, another bit of lore, uh, the the sizes of these the, of the battle toads. Uh, for example, Pimple, who is the muscle, the guy, the, the character who gets kidnapped, is seven foot four. <laughs> OK, giant I, muscled reptile the size of Yao Ming. I do. I feel like the horrifying. games, the games of our youth, you did get. Lots of like stat sheets with how tall and what everyone's blood type was. Yes, I do remember. Like at some point, Nintendo Power let me know that that the guys in Contra both had the same blood type. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was information uh, people thought well, we wanted as kids, but in case one of them gets shot, the other one could be uh, like, "Don't worry, I got you, buddy. I got you," and like cut open his vein and. Right, just dump blood into a wound. <laughs> that was a later. It was right? a later Contra sequel. There was Contra: The Alien Wars, and then there was Contra: Universal Donor. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about giving your buddy a blood transfusion. Uh, as we as we touched on, this is one of the most notoriously difficult games of all time. So, Heather, you were saying you played it as a kid. Did anyone else play this as a kid? I did not. Yeah, I. This was a game that a friend of mine had. I can't really remember what friend might have been Mike Nguyen, might have been Matthew Dudley, I don't know. Um, Man, those are great childhood friend names. Oh, yeah. They, and hey, a couple of great childhood friends. Ma- Matthew Dudley and who, M- Mike who's Nguyen, the other friend? M- Mike Nguyen. Mike Nguyen. Yeah. Okay, cool. If, if either of you are listening, did you have Battletoads? <laughs> Hit me up on social. <laughs> Heather, are you trying to remember their names so you can say they were your friends? Yep. <laughs> I once I once lent my friend uh, a copy of my game, a game I own. I was Karnoff. so hoping you. I was so hoping you were saying, "I once lent my friend," so that I could be like, "Wait, was that a possibility? Is that like a- <laughs> we could check out a friend, like a library book? <laughs> cool, man. I borrow a friend. Yeah." Friends swinging, <laughs> sort of hot wife situation, right? Jesus, dude, can you uh, hang out with my friend? I'm just gonna watch. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, is he more fun than me? <laughs> Do you have cooler toys? <laughs> Got a companionship cuckold fetish. Uh, friend, I, I let my friend. <laughs> I lent my friend a copy of this game, Karnov, mm. and uh, like, uh, and when I got it back, a third kid had written his name on that game in marker. So he'd lent it out again, and then that kid had like claimed it as his own, and then gave it back to him. It was so weird. So I had a, a copy of Karnov that just said Craig on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are like, oh, God, he's naming the games. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> It starts off as you're as you're playing uh, the initial stages. It's like knowing its reputation. I I'd, I'd never really played this before. I think I dabbled with it on a ROM before at some point, but never really uh, sunk my teeth into it. 
And in the early stages, it, it like the first couple stages are not particularly challenging by NES standards. They they really are just sort of like, okay, this is kind of what I'd expect. Maybe it's like a, a, a you know a little clunky. There may be too many frames of animation in some of the attacks. Um, but it it overall just plays like an NES game from the the early nineties, as you would expect it to. But yeah, then I get- think the first the first couple levels suggest a a a not great but fun enough game. I think right, and I think that's yeah. when it when the difficulty ramps up like it does. Yes, you know, I will I'll go a step further here and say that the first couple of levels actually imply a really fun time because yeah. there's like. The the graphics of the dropship are fantastic. It the looks game like looks a cartoon. Great. It looks fantastic for by NES standards. The perspective change from uh running up and then seeing like you react to an off-screen boss oh, in that right. first level. Yeah. And then you switch to the boss's perspective as the boss tries to shoot you and you run around in its field of view, which is awesome. And like yeah. it's Got like a Terminator style overlay, like a HUD. It's just like, oh man, check that. Like you're you're the bad guy. You got to run away. Then you go into the tunnel and you're dropping from a rope, and it's already given you three different st- types of gameplay in those yes. first two levels. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and the way that the animation works, where you punch three times and then your fist gets really big for a final punch, or your foot gets really big for a final kick. I also think in those first two levels, you knock a rat into the ground and then you kick it in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it, it is like it it feels like it's it's just going to be a a, a, one hundred percent agree with you. I'll say that that boss fight element that that actually like uh, gets used by I always thought that Turtles in Time came up with it, but actually, but I guess it originated here. Turtles in Time. Stole back for the uh, Battletoads inspired by Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles went back to Battletoads um, because there's a there's a boss fight where it's the same sort of thing you're seeing. I think from Shredder's mech or somebody's mech, maybe it's Krang, and then you're throwing uh, foot soldiers into its screen to damage it in the same way that you're throwing rocks towards the game camera uh, to 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 damage the boss. I, it, it is a really cool way of presenting a boss fight. Yeah, I mean, and and it it has a fun fun little moment. Um, where there's these little space invader guys who look like the space invaders who oh, go yeah, yeah. up into your health bar and steal the actual squares from your health bar. It's so yes. clever. It's yeah, such a clever great. like yeah. meta NES thing. And then you have to you know punch the space invader guys to get your health squares back. And yeah, and, and it really and like you oh, don't yeah. even get, you can defeat those guys, but if you don't catch the squares, then they just float away. Like yeah. it's a two hit. You have to hit them and then jump. And I loved it. I there's, loved it. There's a ton of like fun, inventive kind of yeah. like fourth wall breaking stuff that they do that was was kind of ahead of its time. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then the second level. So the first level is kind of a straight ahead beat 'em up. Uh, Ragnarok's Canyon, mm-hmm. and then the second level, Wookie Hole. Uh, you see, you're you're falling down, and you're you're holding this rope, and you're sort of swinging around. Um, and, uh, you know, what's again, the, just, how do they get what's the use of Wookiee there? I have no is that, idea. Does Wookiee mean understand. something other than Chewbacca? Well, no, it's not spelled with two E's. So it's not the oh. it's not the Star Wars Wookiee. But I don't know what the Wookiee is supposed to be. Hmm. I guess it's, I should look at the game manual and see if there's a there's an enemy called a Wookiee or something. I didn't know there were two different spellings of Wookiee either. <laughs> um, there's there's the Wookiee hole 
is your is your tunnel uh, uh, level. Then you go to the turbo tunnel, which is a side scrolling racing level. And this is the level typically where children stop playing the game. Right? Yes, because that's that's as far as you can go is if you memorize the layout of the level, you can get past it. But it is split second timing, absolutely unforgiving. And you have a limited number of lives and continues and impacting an obstacle in this level kills you. Right. Yes. It's so just much. A one hit. Yeah, so death. much instant death in this game. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, later on, everything basically one hit kills you. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. The health bar becomes irrelevant. Now, I will say, I will admit here that I, uh, I accidentally warp zoned on my playthrough. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because there is a sparkly little sparkle in front of one of the. Um, obstacles and i thought oh this must be a power-up or something yes. and instead it immediately flings you past a level into surf city oh. uh so i never ever ever played arctic ca- caverns because once i got to surf city i'm like i'm not fucking i'm never yeah. gonna play surf city man this arctic caverns happen. arctic caverns has some infuriating shit in it it has some <laughs> in it so it's like a snow level where snowmen yes. are throwing snowballs at you mm-hmm. um and then it just there and then there's just these poisonous barbs and that also one hit kill you. It's just that like, it, yeah, it just like goes off theme to give you a thing that could one hit kill you. Um, yeah. The anyway. snowman, the the blocks of ice you have to 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 dodge and, and position to break numbers. Yeah, it's it's fucking it, it's all a pain in the ass. Surf City is where I tapped out because that's the one where I, for introduced with, you know what they say, don't you? out of the frying pan and into the surf. Uh, and it's the same thing. It's just more turbo tunnel. It's just more of the, uh, you're just on a different vehicle, but you got other shit to dodge. And I just like, I just don't want to fucking do any more of this. I, I tapped out only because I was like, I don't have the time to get here again. Yes. Uh, I tapped out at Terra tubes, level nine, uh, nice. getting past the fucking snakes was, like playing Super Meat Boy with permadeath on. It's they, <laughs> yeah. There's one hit spikes all over that fucking level. It's it's it was crazy how wow. annoying it was. I, th- I that- laughed so much. <laughs> like be, I, I really, really, really get entertained when you're like playing a Sonic the Hedgehog and you're racing through a loop, and then the programmers put like spikes at the end of the loop. That's really funny to me. It always feels like a joke. And there were so many jokes in the fucking snake level where it'd be yeah. like in the momentum. It, you have to use the momentum once to jump over a spike. But if you use the momentum again, you'll hit a spike and die immediately. Like, yeah, the, it, it is. There's a there's a kind of genius to how annoying it is. It's like it, yeah. it, it, it assumes a mistake you would make or a way you would try and get ahead of the trap. And it's like, we'll kill you for that. It's like they yeah. didn't take into account everything a player might do. Yeah. And it's funny because <laughs> it's funny that like the snakes change speed at one. Like you're like, okay, I get it. I, I think I've got this. It's real hard right. that moving through this, the snakes move, you climb up a snake, you land on a snake, you jump over a thing, you're fine. And then suddenly the snakes are moving twice as fast and then they're moving twice as slow. It's, it's great. It's terrible. It's wonderful. It's hor- <laughs> horrible. 
I have I, a quote here uh, from uh, the former Nintendo president because uh, I looked up, like I was like, Nintendo hard kept coming up when I would read like reviews of this game. And he said uh, that everyone involved in the production would spend all night playing these games. And because they made games, they became good at them. So these expert gamers make the games and would say, this is too easy. Right. That's why Nintendo hard is a thing is because the players were the programmers. I think that's a, that's a, you know, definitely that does happen and, and development and, um, you know, the play testers, the same play testers, the same sort of thing. Play testers can get, you know, the people working in QA can just get fucking unbelievable at games. And, and it's the same sort of phenomenon of just like, you know, it's, it's a, it's like, if you've got like a, like a script that, you know, has a joke in it, that's, that's work that works and everyone likes, but then you're shooting it and you, you shoot it like, you know, you, you're you're doing like eight takes of it and then by that point it just feels like oh what are we doing anymore it feels like this you like have to remind yourself that something's working and that someone is going to be exposed to it for the first time they're not going to have been you know iterating through this over and over again to actually make it uh you know it, enjoyable um but yeah I, I i read some speculation that part of why this game's this game in particular's ex- intense difficulty was in reaction to game rentals which had just become a thing oh. um and so basically you know they wanted to make a game that was so hard where it was not economical uh <laughs> for you know someone for someone to rent it uh and and beat it uh, which I, I don't know how much that that is actually true or how much that's just speculation, but timing wise, it, it does kind of make sense because that was a thing that was presented as, uh, you know, before uh, before piracy was the big scourge. That was like, oh, game rentals are going to destroy the game business because you know they're that we can't if we can't sell games, we can't turn a profit. Hmm. Uh, hmm. But I don't. I, again, I don't know, that might be apocryphal. Uh, I just want to go back to Turbo Tunnel because yes. this is the you know the most discussed, uh, I, and I feel like the. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the 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 level that that the blockades people from progressing from yeah. seeing the, the 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 bulk of the game. Uh, Nick, can um, I make a can I make a joke about the names of some of the levels? Yes, please. Sure. Uh, Turbo Tunnel, Wookie Hole, Arctic Caverns. Uh, these are all nicknames I have for my asshole. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really you yeah. Fucking I, tease it's, yourself. It's up. good that I stopped down to do that. Um, it's yeah. good that I'm no, it's, here. It's. I'm good. surprised you didn't say Terra Tubes. Was uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with, I was gonna with, go with Volkmeyer's Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> um, My vagina is Surf City. Get it? Wap, wap, wap. Right, guys? Right, guys? Topical. I listen to music. Oh, sure. man, I listen to music. <laughs> it's And it shows. You've proven that you listen to music. I listened to it. I didn't even say it right. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable with the idea of my voice saying the word pussy after the words wet and ass that I couldn't do it. Uh, also, my hog is the Dark Queen's Tower. Anyway, what I was going to say is... <laughs> The, the turbo tunnel, I like so. I knew going in that this was the this is the level that is is considered impossible. I was like, I'm I'm gonna just uh, you know 
fucking sacrifice some of my dignity and I am going to take advantage of save states because otherwise I'm not going to be get get to going to be able to get through this. And I, the, I did, the, I did the way, too. No shame. No yeah. Shame. I did the too. way I negotiated with myself is like I'm only going to do save states at checkpoints, so I at least have the experience of getting through the whole checkpoint. But you just like I was like I don't know how I could possibly have done this as a kid because you basically would have to get through the first couple levels without taking any damage or death, and then also there's a beat 'em up sequence before you even have. Uh, the the before you even hop on the bikes at the start of the of Turbo Tunnel, you have to get through all of that basically with all of your lives intact, just to have three shots to get through a barrage of uh fucking like 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 so many obstacles that come at you so fast. I was just like, this is fucking insane. I figured out how to cheat my way through this level, and I'm excited to share. Please, and it will please require do. Yeah. it will require a sound cue from Matt Apodaca. Um, which is the sound cue you're about to hear. I don't know if you guys heard this sound cue as much as I heard this sound cue, which was the majority of the audio of the game sounded like this. So that's the song that plays when you pause. Yes. And unlike other platformer games where you can pause and then like the enemies disappear or like the turn you're about to do disappears uh you this game shows you the obstacle frozen so Ah. you can get past one immediately pause it figure out what you're going to do next get past that thing immediately pause it it's not enjoyable yeah, but is that music the, so annoying to prevent people from doing that? <laughs> it, was, it was the way that I got past Turbo Tunnel, and that's also why I saw the sparkly thing in front of the um, in front of the one of the obstacles. Was oh, like yeah. I paused, that, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll go hit that thing. Sounds like the main title music from the Ally McBeal game. What? <laughs> kind of the Uga Chaka sound song? <laughs> uh, you're why? Why are you assuming we've all played the Ally McBeal game? <laughs> there is no Ally McBeal game. I'm oh. sure there is. Let's find out. I gotta Google it right now. Yeah, Ally McBeal game. All right, Ally McBeal game. Colon Alien Wars. It's the same as Contra. <laughs> <laughs> There was the dancing baby, and they did the ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga. That's the song there, that would play. There is no Ally McBeal video game, but I'm sure that one of our listeners can fix that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> create a game that will get you sued. <laughs> Please, Calista Flockhart, we know you're listening. <laughs> we need you to return to voice Ally. <laughs> she's like gently laying on Harrison Ford's lap, and she's like, oh my God, look at they they're talking about us right now. <laughs> I hope they mentioned my earring. <laughs> <laughs> we will. <laughs> Calista Flockhart and Harrison Ford listen to this together as a couple's activity. <laughs> Do you think they've seen Star Wars? <laughs> I bet they have. I bet they have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say I'm impressed you even had the the reflexes to pause it that quickly because that was my thing. I was just like there was there's sections where 
I, I, it's just like you have to up down so like like or you have to jump in such rapid succession that even if I knew a jump was coming, I was like, I have to fucking I have to, to anticipate this before I even see it on screen. Basically, I basically have to be jumping as soon as I land. There were sections where they so they f- initially they flash the obstacle before it arrives as if you, the toad, are seeing it down the way. Yes. Then you are going so fast that they no longer flash it. I could not stop laughing. It's so mean spirited. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I would just move, pause, move, pause, move, pause, move, pause until I got through this fucking level. Snake level, on the other hand, you just have to die a million times. You can't it's fucking suck. Fuck, so fucking snake level is the least fun I've had on this show, I think. <laughs> wow, I, that's saying I, something. I quit fighting the boss of Intruder Excluder, uh, which is kind of a reverse elevator where you kind of have to go up. And yeah, and there's this uh, there's this kind of RoboCop looking guy at the top. And I think that the fighting is the most fun that I had playing the game. And I think there is a cool thing where uh, some of the bad guys you can juggle in the air. You can do like kind of juggle combos to them and take off more damage. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm like, ah, finally, I get to fight something as opposed to just like, you know, Jumping over an electrode that kills me in one hit. Um, right. the, that boss, I, uh, by chance, figured out that if you duck, he's useless. Oh, yeah? Maybe yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't even know there was a duck. I know, until, yeah. Until yeah. the elevator, <laughs> until the, ele- like, the upside, where you're jumping up all the platforms, and there's electrical platforms that go like this, right? That's that level that we're yeah, talking uh-huh. about. So you get to that RoboCop The, the intruder boss, excluder, yes. And... <laughs> And he cannot hit you if you squat. Oh, interesting. And, but he can jump yeah. on you, right? He can still stomp you. He'll just stand. If you if you inch up to him, he'll just stand in front of you, oh. uh, firing his gun over your head. And you can just punch him once and punch him once and punch him once. Huh. I also, I played this very Dark Souls style for me, which was I will risk the least yeah. And if I find something that works at all, I will not modify until the thing is over. So, like, that boss took me, like, forever hits because I kept only just light punch and then I'd wait for the bullets. Light punch, wait for the bullets. No, that's safe. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is kind of how I play those Dark Souls games, too. I, like, just have one weapon that I upgrade the whole time that I get in the first five minutes and then don't yeah. change anything. Yep. Yep. No risk. Very little reward. <laughs> uh, we should touch on the last level a little bit which i only watched a, a playthrough of um but it has this uh it, i mean you know we talked about that this game does some as as one of the, as a late period nes game like it it really is is just pushing the hardware as far as it can and it it, it approximates some effects that the nes was not capable of um you know there's some there, there's a there's just a very some very intricate uh, animation that looks like they're scaling a sprite, which the NES could not do. That happens, you know, with the sh- the way the ship is moving um, at the start, and then in this this Dark Queen's Tower, it's like the the whole uh, you're climbing this like rotating column, and it's this really cool looking effect. The way that they they approximate cool. like the, the way they simulate like it looks like the whole thing is spinning as you're as you're ascending. It 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 feels like one of those things that if you are on a video game forum and people are like technically surprising moments in video games that that rotating tower would be on the highlight reel of like shit that the NES shouldn't have been able to do. 
There, it's like there's a Genesis right. game that looks like it has a polygonal background. I don't remember what it what it's called, but it's the it's like so many layers of parallaxing that it looks like you are in a three dimensional tunnel that the Genesis should not be able to render. That's what it reminded me of. Also, I don't know the game I'm talking about, but if you do, <laughs> go ahead and tweet at GetPlayedPod or call us at six one six two played. That's six four six two played. No, it's, I think it's two played. It's no, it is. But it, you said six one six the first time, and then six four six the second time. Right. So, but which one was right though? I think it's six one six. I I covered my bases. Call both numbers. <laughs> Leave a message for whoever. <laughs> just call. Just call someone and yell Vector Man at them. <laughs> speaking of Man. which, might have been speaking of which. This game has uh, um, a legacy as a, a trolling piece, a piece of shit thing that you do to a, to a GameStop employee. And I feel like we should have touched on that, uh, which is that in the early 2010s, 4chan, one of their favorite memes was to call up GameStop and ask if they had Battletoads in stock or to call up uh, the Pawn Stars guys and ask if they have Battletoads in stock. Um what I don't understand that. You that guys is, want to explain? That is so that is so fun and quaint when you think of like 4chan internet prank. Your mind goes somewhere else. And this is just yes. kind of cute. <laughs> I yearn yeah. for the days when this was the nastiest thing the internet yeah. was doing. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 instead of a doxing a middle school teacher who attended a BLM rally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's so yeah it's, it's uh i i think a part of it for me is just the specificity of battletoads like it's a thing that you probably only know if you're if you're someone who played video games that excludes a lot of people including the pawn stars guys i would assume uh, and then also just battletoads is fun to say it is fun to battletoads. say yeah it is fun to yeah. say. It's a great title i looked up i looked up the sequels and the super nintendo version is battletoads in battle maniacs which is just a, a fun a fun thing to say when you're alone Love in your it. house. <laughs> what are the Battletoads up to these days? I hear they're in Battle Maniacs. Oh, oh how about good, that? good oh, for cool. them. Good for them. <laughs> it certainly sounds more, it's it's nicer to say than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is just, it's like a mouthful of fucking sloppy marbles. Yeah. It's not, it's not comfortable to say. Are the Battletoads. Are the Battletoads, and they have endured, you know? Like, there is so much battle. There is Battletoads nostalgia. Like, are they the Ninja Turtle ripoff that has endured the most? Like, I think so. Is there a Street Sharks fandom that maybe we just don't know (laughs) about? I think that probably they are the one that with the uh, with the longest tail. I mean, like it's you know that I I played around just to see just to to get a feel for it. I played like the first couple levels of the Battletoads uh, game that's on Xbox Game Pass that just came out, uh, and uh, which is looks great. I mean, the, the art, cool. the the animation is is the art and animation are very good, and it's got a a, a sense of humor. You know, it's it's self referential, um, but it's uh a, it's. Yeah, I mean the, the, that the the battle toads are still in the zeitgeist. I think probably speaks to its staying power over those other properties because there mm-hmm. were a lot of them. There were no shortage of Ninja Turtle ripoffs. Yeah, uh, biker mice from Mars. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Which 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 was a great video game. Uh, oh, that's right. That's you a- had the biker mice from Mars game. I I I remember that from a, from another episode. 
Yeah, um, Mary, uh, Mary's favorite game from Super NES, uh, is, uh, is Biker Mice from Mars, which I had never played before I met Mary. And boy, oh boy, is that a pleasurable experience. It is, yeah, it is funny. Like when you're a, a kid, like your favorite games are just the ones you have, like the ones yep. you manage to get. Like, so there is just someone who, you know, has never played Link to the Past, but loves Snake Rattle and Roll. Like, <laughs> because that's just like what their family right. got at Kmart because it was on sale. Yeah. Um, other uh, other Ninja Turtles ripoffs. I looked up a few of them. They, we mentioned the Biker Mice from Mars and the Street Sharks. Samurai Pizza Cats, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, the SWAT Cats. Uh, extreme Dinosaurs, which was a spinoff <laughs> of Street Sharks. How, and, um, how, how were they extreme? In what ways? Uh, you know, one <laughs> was named T-Bone. Oh, not that they have extreme political views. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that maybe extreme dinosaurs is just regular dinosaurs. Like, it's yeah. like oh, this one has like got a lot of teeth. Yeah, a, 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 a T Rex is a pretty extreme animal. You don't yeah. need you don't need to fucking put skateboard pads on him. Especially now that they apparently look like a parrot. Like now that we know oh, yeah. that they had, were covered in feathers and those feathers were potentially colorful. <laughs> like that's a nightmare animal. <laughs> it's not, yeah. I wish they all looked like crows. By the way, as as long as we're talking about this, I wish that dinosaurs were rendered with feathers, but they all were all black because I think that <laughs> dinosaurs would be cool again. Whereas now they look they look ridiculous. They look like a big turkey. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Jurassic Park. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, the other one I liked was the of the ripoffs. I and I, didn't, I had never even heard of these, but the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa, who <gasps> were cow I that too. Cow Cowboys. That was an animated series. Boy, it just, yeah, cow yeah. cowboys. It just seems like toy executives were doing coke and then saying three words, and then that becomes a toy and cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> What was so if you can name a cartoon from the 90s that you think about now, Mm -hmm. if for like if forced to think about a cartoon, do you immediately go to Ninja Turtles or are you like a reboot person or like a Ren and Stimpy? What's your cartoon? Um, I mean, it probably would be Ninja Turtles. If I was going back to the 80s, I'd say He-Man or G.I. Joe. But also in the 90s, I was also watching, you know, Garfield and Friends. Mm. Eek the Cat was another <laughs> one, mm. um, which I think Eek the Cat was a Ren and Stimpy ripoff. And I was a, and I was a Ren and Stimpy fan as well. Uh, we were not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. I think my mom saw some early episodes and thought it was uh, thought it was too gross. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is a gross show. Yeah. From apparently a gross man, unfortunately. Yeah, she yeah. actually, when the allegations about the creator came out, my mom actually uh, called me to say, told you so. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, wow. no. <laughs> no, Gail's not that plugged in. <laughs> Wait, your mom's my mom? Uh-huh. <laughs> my friends are your friends. I've Heather, I've been you this whole time. <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> Heather, what's your answer? What's your 90s cartoon? I think it's going to be Ninja Turtles. I, I Like, I would, anything else, I'd be lying. It's got to be Ninja Turtles. Like, if you're going to be like, hey, it's 4 p.m. and you just got out of school 
and you got to go watch a show. What show do you hope is on? Yeah. It's not fucking Darkwing Duck and it's not Count Duckula or whatever the fuck that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, hated, I forgot about him. It was British. I hated fucking dark, duck shows. I hated. Uh, but Ninja Turtles, I love. <laughs> not DuckTales. I didn't like DuckTales. I don't wow. like ducks. I she think. doesn't like ducks. No ducks. It's those corkscrew penises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you saw Uncle Scrooge and you're like, yeah, I mean, he seems he seems cool, but he's got a corkscrew penis under there. <laughs> I think it's that when you're introduced to duck cartoons, it's Daffy and Donald are like your primary ducks and they are right. m- awful fucking animals they're like yeah they are donald has like a terrible temper and he can't be understood and daffy is a lunatic who wants to murder bugs bunny like that's not enjoyable so that court sort of extended to the entire duck family for me so you're just you're suspicious of all ducks yeah i'm suspicious (laughs) also maybe why i didn't enjoy the goose game now that i'm thinking about it not a duck but adjacent Goose, uh, geese are in particular, I think, are assholes, but I kind of get why they, 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 to anthropomorphic ducks ended up being assholeish characters, because ducks can be kind of annoying. Yeah. I'm sure in the, in the 90s, someone almost made skateboard explosion geese. (laughs) 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 Well, we should get to our final thoughts on Battletoads. It's time for our review crew. So one positive thing about this game and a numerical decimal rating, my positive thing, Heather mentioned it earlier, there was a Battletoads animated pilot that did not get picked up to series, but the theme song is great. Uh, Matt, hit us with that theme song. I badly wish this was just an actual Beach Boys song. <laughs> they just had a weird song about the Battle Toads. <laughs> People were trying to decipher decades later. Uh, anyway, this game is we can we can stop. <laughs> when Brian Wilson did those hallucinogens, he went to some weird places. <laughs> um, this uh, this game is so punishingly difficult, and and uh, that I don't think it's. It's it's worth playing as a curiosity if you wanted to see just how hard NES games could be um, back in the day. But it's uh, but I, I I think as a game in terms of it, it's it's actual quality to play now. It, it's it, that that's basically its only thing. I, I will say that the that that the art and animation and and its technical achievements uh, are are pretty impressive. Uh, so I'll say I don't know. I'll give this a fucking. 5.7. Heather, go ahead. I expected to be bored by Battletoads. I expected to go in and be like, oh, it's another one of these. Like, when we played Friday the 13th, I was bored by that game. I thought it was interesting and remarkable design-wise, but, like, it was boring. I was not bored playing <laughs> Battletoads at all. It really surprised me. And it looked great. Like, I mean... It looks like a little cartoon as best an NES can render one. So 
I think I might keep playing it. And because I wow. kind of want to be able to say that I beat Battletoads. Yeah. And because it's giving me that idea that like, oh, I might, I might really try and stick it out. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go eight on this game. This is an eight. Wow. Okay. It's a high score. Uh, Matt, what do you think? For me? Yeah. I didn't play this as a, as a kid. Um, but I, you know, I sort of grew up, I was young when like that meme was happening. So I was like, a, I was acutely aware of, uh, what, battle toads were and understood um its place like in games is like a difficult game so getting to play this was like really exciting and getting to sort of like go back and like remember uh just like that specific time in my life um but it i didn't make it past the you know the snake traversal level that was like really really challenging um but i i had a great i had a great time and i think it is just because it it plays so much better than I thought. So I think my positive is that it's my low expectations for it were just like blown out of the water. Like I, I really like thought it was like a very well-made game. I texted you guys uh, that it was absolutely made by sadists, but it's like a very <laughs> well-made, like it's, it's well-made for it being such a punchline. So that's really surprised me. Ray yeah. knows how to make a game. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if it's like, it's, you know, I'm not going to be a, a stan. I'm not going to be a Battletoad stan after this, probably. But um, I, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven because I did it. I enjoyed myself and I was very wow. impressed. All right, Jordan, something positive. Your score? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we we've kind of mentioned that there's a lot of like there's a lot of fun and a lot of innovation in Battletoads. A lot of uh, thinking outside the box. And, and yeah, and I, I I think Heather is onto something when you know. If you look at all those cheap deaths as comedy, as like punchlines, um, it is kind of ingenious how many cheap deaths they were able to devise. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it is. While it wasn't too much fun for me to play as a game, I guess as like an art project, it is kind of it is kind of kind of fascinating. Um, and there was a little bit of text I liked. I actually, you know, after I after I I quit at the RoboCop guy, I I watched some speedrunners do it. Which, by the way do that it is so fun to watch um but i watched the speed run so i could watch the the end cut scene and after you save the princess um the 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 vulture guy who's who's kind of pushing you on your quest says let's break out the sodas and junk food it's party time <laughs> and uh, i think that's just like a perfect like 90s cartoon character thing to say um yeah, yeah and then that fuck if that theme song kicked in uh man that'd have been great <laughs> uh what's your and what's your score my score eh, i i'm gonna i'll i'll say five down the middle five wow yeah you you, you made a good yeah you, you guys all make good points and 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 i think that's a that's a that's a fair thing to bring up jordan is that this game's existence as something that other people can play as 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 a a thing that you know uh as like an exhibition sport is is kind of it does uh, i think add to its uh, uh to its quality um but hey those were our thoughts but heather maybe we're wrong maybe we're wrong we've got reviews here from the internet that say that nick and i don't have a good take on this game 
ah, oh, God, I should just draft what I'm going to say here. <laughs> I should just draft it. I should read it off a script like Nick does. Um, but we've got some reviews from all over the internet that tell you us. Think I've got my, you think I've got all my, my stuff scripted? I've seen your notes. You, you write somehow. You've written out your parts of a dialogue that I have yet to fill in, but the, right. the phrases all work. All that shit about the Ally McBeal game is just in the, yeah. in a final draft document. So I, because I enjoyed this game, my reviews are negative, uh, and I'm going to read one from a um, from Dread XP. This is a. Uh, this is a conclusion to a very long piece that positions Battletoads as a horror game. Uh, at the end of the review, uh, the writer concludes, am I saying that Battletoads is just as scary as Amnesia, Dead Space 2, or Silent Hill? No, not really. But there are elements in the fear of death that Battletoads creates that feel similar to the, those of horror games. And the ruthless challenge of the title brings me to a similar place of tension, stress, and fear that playing and fear that playing horror games do through its cruelty constant possibility for death few places to make mistakes and the semi-permanent nature of failure it makes for a playthrough that seems eerily similar to horror even if i'm not afraid of running into a brick wall at high speed in a dark night but it does make me wound up with tension and terror in its own unique way this was a piece written about battletoads by the writer uh Joel Couture Wow. Couture. Yeah. And this was written, oh my God, this was written days ago. Wow. <laughs> this was written on August 22nd, 2020. How crazy. <laughs> it's amazing timing. Yeah. I think we recorded that, this a week earlier. We wouldn't have gotten, wouldn't have had it in the show. Yeah. I think there's a, there's, there's something to that. I mean, the feeling that Battletoads creates in you is the, yeah, is that, that death is lurking around every corner and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got one from, um, this is a GameFAQs review. This is a very, very long review that I just uh, took a, took the concluding section from uh, by a username's Retro. This is a 7 out of 10 review. Here's the end. I'm beat. I just can't decide what to think of Battletoads even after all these years. Its difficulty drives me up the wall, but I love its charm, variety, and its downright fun in places. I know it won't pass that horrific snake pit every time I jam the cartridge in, but I play it anyway. Whether it's for a good or bad reason, Battletoads will always hold a special place in the video game section of my heart until I die. The following poem is my opinion of this gem stinker <laughs> in a nutshell. Wow. <laughs> the following good starts poem. don't always equal a good finish. Mm. If you think they do, then you wish. Battletoads is a prime example. Play it and see more than a sample. Original tactics, variety, and fun gameplay spell greatness, but only three continues and mindless difficulty spells madness. Didn't quite ran, land the feminine rhyme there. Uh, and I think that I don't need to read the uh, the remaining stanzas. You guys get it. Yeah. But stanzas? <laughs> I, what else are we going to do on this podcast? <laughs> I love pimple, rash, and zits, not to mention 8-bit tits. <laughs> 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 a lot of Battletoads poetry out there. <laughs> uh, do you have another one, Heather? I mean, nothing's going to top a poem or a, a piece about a horror game. I feel like, I feel like that's it. I've got, I've got a single sentence that's pretty good. Go for it. From Game Facts, uh, this is a review by Crashman five years ago uh, that just says, 
Battletoads is basically the NES equivalent of a QuickTime event game on the NES played in Fast Forward. It's just memorization, not skill. There are lots of good games that have no tutorials that don't suck like Battletoads. Everyone seems to forget that Battletoads also had bad controls and a worthless two-player mode. There isn't any sort of satisfaction from playing this game. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yep. I will say just a quick, just a quick Google image search of Battletoads fan art. Ooh man, people like to draw them veiny. They love, <laughs> they love putting some veins in those toads. Just fucking bulging veiny, <laughs> veiny thighs. Um, I I have one more. I, I, I this is a this is a, a page from a Battletoads comic from a June 1991 issue of Nintendo Power magazine. A shout out to Retro Mags for ar- archiving this. Um, and this is just a, a, a more of the lore of the game. So I'm, I'm going to read. You know what? I'll share this panel with you guys so you can see what I'm looking at. Um, one second. Um, then just, I'll just read some of this. I mean, I, I'm terrified every time he's like, let me share my screen. <laughs> 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 All right. So so this is art of a of a guy in a suit leaning back in his uh, chair with a devilish smile in front of his computer. Hello there, I'm Silas Volkmeyer, chief designer of the Battletoads. Hope you've enjoyed the torture I've put those freaks through so far. One of my favorite parts of the game is Volkmeyer's Inferno. Let's review how the Toads got through that hot area. Uh, now we see a panel of uh, Rash, one of the Battletoads, and and the other, ba- I guess it was Zitz, um, behind him, trying to reverse uh, a chasm with lava underneath it. See, things really heated up for the battle twits. Uh... Hey, Rash, need a hot bath? Take a dip. You dip. And then we see that Rash has fallen into the fire and is saying, Youch! Back to uh, back to the uh, uh, to Silas at the computer. Haha, now that's true humor. Here, I'll rewind this thing and we'll watch it again. One more time. So it seems like what we're setting up here is that the... The, the the guy who trapped the Battletoads in the game knew it, it, it. This is kind of exactly what your theory was. Like, the, the Heather, the, this is this is what you were speculating. The guy who trapped the Battletoads in this game knows it's punishingly hard and is making them go through this cycle of, like, uh, endless torment of of, of death and rebirth uh, to for his, his, his sick, demented pleasure. Uh, Heather, we won't be mad if, uh, if, if, and we won't tell anybody if you want to write this into an episode of Twilight Zone. um okay (laughs) uh hey it's time for the question block all right this one's from at balls you lose the battletoads famously crossed over with double dragon what incongruous side-scrolling beat-em-up crossovers would you like to see good question what uh, you know? We've yeah. got what beat 'em ups do we got? We got you, you get your final fight. You got your Streets of Rage. Uh, you got your Double Dragon Battle. Can you imagine how crazy it would be if Final Fight met Streets of Rage? <laughs> Those two almost identical games. <laughs> I would be like, "What planet is this? <laughs> what planet am I on?" If they combined with River City Ransom and the River City Ransom guys remained the same size, oh, so yeah. you have like. Hagar is like giant on the screen. Streets of Rage guys are like thin and like wiry. And then like the little like dumpling type men and yes. who were in uh, River City Ransom. 
God, I loved River City Ransom. It was so good. Isn't there some sort of River City Ransom sequel that came out now, River City Girls? Has anybody heard of it? Or yeah, yeah but it's got girls and I hate girls. <laughs> yeah. <don't> play it. <laughs> they can't fight because they're too hysterical. I hate it. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> what about, um, like, the X-Men and the Ninja Turtles? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. That could be, be pretty fun. rad. Sure, the stars yeah. of... Wait, so the question was, what team-up would be bonkers? What was the question? Yeah, what I, incongruous side-scrolling beat-em-up crossovers would you like to see? Incongruous side-scrolling beat-em-up. So they have to exist in a side-scroller. I can't just say, uh-oh, it's the adventures of Tetris Peace and Forza Bumper. Like, I can't just like... <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. It'd yeah, be oh, for right. everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd all like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really liked the arcade Aliens versus Predator beat-em-up Ooh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Excellent yeah. game. Always in the f- lobby of a movie theater. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's the only place it exists. And I would love to combine that with, like, I don't know, like a fucking Contra style, like more gunning, more running and gunning in that fucking game. That's all. That's all I got. That's what I got. Uh, it's uh, the the what game you, that I've, I've met. The game that I mentioned on the show before is the is Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. There was a Cadillacs and Dinosaurs cabinet oh, yeah. in a pizza parlor I used to go to all the time. It's a really cool game with a really uh, cool aesthetic. It does seem like Alien vs. Predator was movie theater lobby only. And yes, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs was only at Round Table Pizza. It was a <laughs> game exclusive to that pizza chain. Specifically, a Round Table Pizza was where I, was where I would play it. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, the, the other games that I thought were really cool were the, were the Dungeons & Dragons beat-em-ups. Oh, where you yeah. had some, like, light action RPG elements. Uh, and uh, so I'll say... Uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs and one of those Dungeons and Dragons games. Because why not? Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, those are all Capcoms, too. The, the Capcom yes. uh, had a little string of beat-em-ups, maybe starting with Final Fight, that were all pretty fun. You know what? Maybe that's the maybe Marvel versus Capcom in beat-em-up form, where you can, wow. you can pick oh, your yeah. Capcom characters and you can pick your Marvel characters from an array of different franchises and you, you, you control them in a side-scrolling... Uh, the combat against the enemies from all those franchises. That's, a, that's an excellent game idea. Yeah. And uh, I suggest you get back into game development so that you can make it, Nick. Uh, I will get back into game development, but it's to make the Allie McBeal game. <laughs> <laughs> she will fight the Predator, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up with your questions on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 6162Played. That's 616-275-2933. Jordan Morris, thank you so much for coming back. Yeah, thank you for, thank you for a, having a, me. This is a blast. A game. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, uh, the game was not fun to play, but it was fun to chat with you guys. And yeah, I, I, I love the show. I definitely listen every week, so it's a, it's a treat to be here with you. Oh, oh wow! Thank, uh, always, always a treat to have you. One Fuck. of our favorites. Why would you do that to yourself? That's like <laughs> battletoads for your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got to punish myself somehow. <laughs> I'm scum. <laughs> Jordan, anything you'd like to plug at this time? 
yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Nick, you and I worked on a TV show called Earth to Ned uh, that is coming out on Disney Plus here That's pretty right. soon. Um, yeah, it's really fun. It's a uh, it's from the Jim Henson Company. It's a talk show about a giant alien who gets celebrities in a tractor beam and forces them to be on a talk show. Uh, yeah, it was really funny and weird, and uh, it was definitely a, a a ton of fun to work on. Um, so yeah, that's coming soon to Disney Plus. And uh, yeah, Jordan Jesse Go. It's uh, it's my chat show. It's wherever you get your podcasts. A uh, hilarious show, and yeah, Great. It, 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 check that out and check out Bubble if you haven't already. That, that's it's a, a oh, sci-fi thanks, yeah. comedy narrative Please show. Do. Super duper funny, and and uh, I, I think probably if you're if you're looking for something to. Uh, if you're looking for a new escape right now, I think that it's it's maybe the it, 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 I think it's pretty perfect for the 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 climate we're we're currently in, and it's and it's legitimately hilarious. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, Ned, Nick, uh, Nick, uh, uh, Nick did some did some punch up writing on Bubble, and there's uh, some prominent jokes in there about one of the characters' thick hogs. So <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, decide to listen to Bubble, all the thick hog jokes uh, those are those are those are Weiger originals. <laughs> Unsurprised. Unsurprised. <laughs> I got my bag of trick. <laughs> uh, Matt, what's next week's game? Next week's game, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. <laughs> <laughs>